When you get a different vantage point, it changes your perspective. It allows you to see things you should have seen a long time ago. Neil Armstrong said that in the movie First Man, played by Ryan Gosling. Now think about it. When you gain new perspective, it can really allow you to see new things when you reflect on the past or even what's been right in front of you all these years. Folks, have you ever experienced something in your life where the same situations keeps popping up? It's like deja vu when you're seeing the same black cat in the matrix that walks by that hallway. Now, in your life, this could be a type of disagreement or scenario that keeps popping up in your relationship, at work, or in your business. Have you ever had that feeling where you're finally making five steps forward, but somehow you're being pushed four steps back, and it feels like that's happening over and over again? Do any of this resonate with you? I'd like to share another quote. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Albert Einstein said that. If you have the same thing happen again and again in your life, one way for you to break free of that reoccurring loop is to see that situation differently, to ask different questions so that you can create different solutions. Now, in today's episode, I will share with you how three dots profoundly changed my life, how seeing different perspectives can spark breakthroughs in your life that can lead to transformative change. And I'll share some action steps that you can take to help you level up in your life, business, or career. Let's cue the intro. Welcome to the Boom Vision Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Ye. This show is about giving you the perspectives and framework on how to gain clarity and unlock your hidden breakthroughs. It's time for you to live an extraordinary life that you design. Let's get to work. Hi folks, welcome back to Boom Vision. Today, I'd like to focus on a topic that I really love to share, and that is perspective. In the book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Dr. Stephen R. Covey, he explains that to change ourselves effectively, we first have to change our perceptions. Let me say that again. To change ourselves effectively, we first had to change our perceptions. What I've learned from my personal journey is that by understanding other people's perspectives, That has not only allowed me to become more aware of where they're coming from, but I also become more understanding in how to bridge the gap on where they are to where they want to go. To drive home this concept, I like to share a brain teaser heard back in high school. Now, the backstory is that during, I think it was either junior or senior year in high school, the 10-minute bell rang and our history teacher has already finished his lessons for the day. And so to pass the time for the next 10 minutes, he shared this IQ question that fundamentally changed my life. Okay, and so this IQ question is what I call the three-dot challenge. So it starts like this. A think tank is trying to hire a new employee for the company. They sent out a job posting and got hundreds of applicants. And the company finally narrowed it down to three very smart applicants. Now, on paper, they had 4.0 GPA, 
top of their graduating class, etc., etc. One of the current employees says, well, why don't we invite these three finalists and give them a taste of what a company is all about? Let's give them a logic question, a scenario, and then let's offer a job to the first person that actually gets the answer correctly. All right, well, that sounded fair and equitable. So the selection committee agreed to go with this approach. And so the finalists were invited to the company and explained that in order to fairly select an applicant for this position, they will ask them to participate in a logic experiment. The first person to answer the question correctly would be offered a job. And so the scenario went like this. Everyone, all three finalists, entered a room, sitting equidistantly from each other around a round table, whereas you're going to be blindfolded as you enter the room and as you sit down. Upon entering the room, there's absolutely no talking aloud through your entire time in the room. And inside the room, there's no mirrors, there's no windows, there's nothing that you can see where you can see the reflection of yourself. Okay? And so someone, once you're seated down, someone will actually come in to the room with a bucket of white paint and a bucket of black paint and a paintbrush. The person or the painter will paint only one dot on each of your forehead, a black or a white dot. After painter is done, he will leave the room and close the door behind him. Now, upon hearing the door close, you as a participant will immediately and simultaneously take down your blindfold. Now, the instruction is very simple. As long as you see one black dot, you raise your hand. If you don't see any black dots, in other words, if the two people sitting across from you actually have two white dots, you don't raise your hand. And the goal of the exercise is to find out what color dot you have on your forehead and have a logical explanation in how you arrived at your conclusion. If you think you have the right answer, just stand up, leave the room, and explain to the outside moderator what your reasoning is. And the first person to give the correct answer and present a logical explanation will be offered a job. And so everyone understood the exercise and instructions, so they began. So all three finalists blindfolded, entered the room, and sat down around the round table with the help of the moderator, okay? And then after that, a painter came in with the two buckets, one white and one black paint, and went around and painted a black dot on everyone's forehead. And so after the painter was done painting a black dot on each of the finalists' forehead, he left the room and closed the door. And at that moment, everyone simultaneously took down their blindfold. Now, since everyone saw that there was a black dot, at least one black dot sitting across from them, everyone naturally raised their hand at around the same time. Now, about 15 to 20 minutes passed. Okay, so basically a good amount of time actually passed by. And finally, one person slowly got up, casually walked to the door, went outside and told the moderator, I know what color dot I have on my forehead. And so the employee shook her hand and said, congratulations, you're on the team. And so the question I have for you is, how did a finalist know she had a black dot on her forehead? What was her explanation? Now, I do really want you guys to think about this. And so I'm going to play some intermittent music so you can think about it. So you can actually pause this episode because I actually do want to give yourself the time to really think on how you would answer this question.
Okay, welcome back. So how did a finalist know she had a black dot painted on her forehead? What did she say to the moderator? And so to make the explanation and visualization easier, I'm going to assign names to the three finalists so you know who I'm referring to. Okay, so let's just say that the three finalists participating in this challenge, their names are Annie, Bella, and Chloe, A, B, and C, okay? Let's say Annie was the finalist that stepped outside and was the first person to respond with the right answer. So this is Annie's response. I realized I have a black dot because I was able to see from others' perspectives. When the painter closed the door and we all took down our blindfolds at the same time, I saw that all three of us in a room simultaneously raised our hands after looking at each other's foreheads. Since everyone has their hands raised, I thought to myself, which scenarios must occur in order for everyone to raise their hands? The instructions were specific, and so we only raised our hands if we see at least one black dot. So what I concluded was that there was only two scenarios. Scenario one, all three of us had black dots on our foreheads. Or scenario two, I had a white dot on my forehead and the other two finalists had black dots. Now, for a long time, I couldn't figure out which dot I had on my forehead because it could either be scenario one or scenario two when everyone raises their hands. I didn't have a definitive way to validate which color I had on my forehead. But then it hit me after about 10 minutes that has passed by. I realized I must have a black dot on my forehead. What I had to do was take myself out of my own shoes figuratively, and see in another person's perspective. So let's do a process of elimination. Let's assume in scenario two for a moment that I have a white dot on my forehead. Through Bella's eyes, I see that Chloe has a black dot and Annie has a white dot. Now, since everyone raised their hands, it must mean that I, Bella, have to have a black dot and then vice versa. Let's still assume in scenario two for a moment that if I actually look through Chloe's eyes and if Chloe sees the same thing where Bella has a black dot and Annie has a white dot and we're all raising our hands, that must mean I, Chloe, must also have a black dot on my forehead. Both Bella and Chloe should have been racing out the door telling the moderator that they both have a black dot on their forehead in that moment, but they didn't. Everyone was still sitting in their chairs, raising their hands. Now it's because that 10 minutes has passed by, but no one was really making a move. I came to the conclusion that everyone must have been running through the two different scenarios in their head because they were questioning if whether, do I have the white dot on my forehead or is it the black dot? Each of us know we're all very intelligent individuals because we made it as finalists. But if I really had a white dot on my forehead, and if it was scenario two, where Bella and Chloe had black dots and I have a white dot, then Bella and Chloe would have been rushing out the door. But that didn't happen. And since we're all still sitting there after a good amount of time, about 10 minutes has passed by, I concluded that I must have the black dot because it's in scenario one that is the only scenario that would cause the other two candidates 
to still question whether the, what they have on their own foreheads. Well, folks, what do you think? Why this brain teaser is one of my favorites of all time, why it has profoundly changed my life, is that I realize perspective is everything. If you're only seeing through your own eyes, your ability to solve this three-dot challenge becomes very difficult because you're limited to only a singular perspective through your own eyes. Now, I want to share a little bit of backstory here with this IQ question. When the history teachers shared this three-dot challenge, the room was actually pretty quiet for a couple of minutes because all of our classmates were thinking about what is the answer. And then me being me, I love IQ questions. So I was determined to find the answer. And so after thinking about it for about, I think it was like five or six minutes, I actually got the answer. And so I raised my hand and I was telling the teacher, hey, I think I got it. Is this the answer? And as I was sharing my explanation, my history teacher was shocked because he said that I was the only person he's ever heard that got the answer right within the 10 minute mark. And so... Me being young and thinking I was a hotshot, I was thinking, all right, let me try to stump my family with this IQ question tonight. And so I remember vividly that night, our family went out to dinner at a local sizzler. But back then, they still had the all-you-can-eat salad bars and those cheese toast. Man, those were so good. As we were getting food and we're about to eat, I was telling my family, hey, I wanted to share this three-dot challenge that I heard at school today. And so the thing is, is that when I explained the three-dot challenge, my dad went, hmm, okay, so you're saying about 15 minutes went by before Annie walked out of the room and gave her answer? I was like, yes. Dad's like, okay, I got it. Is this the answer? And I was floored because my dad actually got the answer after just asking a clarifying question and pausing for like literally one or two seconds. I was like, wait a minute, did you hear this IQ question before? And he's like, no. Now, my dad being my dad, he said, the reason why I got the answer so fast is no different why I practice Buddhism. If everyone is standing on the outer perimeter of a circle looking towards the center, or quote-unquote trying to find the answer, gaining a different perspective by standing in someone else's shoes, a different spot on the outer perimeter can help you see from a different perspective. However, if you just see from one or two other positions, you're only getting an additional two or three degrees of perspectives. The practice of Buddhism is to reach nirvana, or what they call the state of enlightenment. When you reach enlightenment, it's like becoming one with everything. As with respect to the circle analogy, when you reach enlightenment, you are no longer standing on the outer perimeter of the circle. You're standing in a center where you see all around, 360 degrees. And in fact, you're no longer seen two-dimensionally because people standing around a circle implies that you're in a two-dimensional plane. 360 degrees means three-dimensional. Being enlightened implies that you're really seeing 3D or think of it as a sphere rather than just a circle. Now, my intent for sharing this backstory is not to preach about religion. It's really to share three main takeaways I learned that night. The first takeaway I got is humility. I got a heaping dose of humility that night. I was humbled by my father being able to answer so fast. In hindsight, my lesson in humility that night and reinforce what I shared before, which is be curious, not judgmental. 
Remember that Walt Whitman quote I shared in the fourth episode? Being a smart aleck I thought I was, I realized that night and throughout my life that it's so much out there that I just don't know. So to keep me humble to stay curious and not be judgmental. The second takeaway I got was appreciation. I appreciated my parents' perspective more so that night than ever before. No matter if you think you might know all the answers, after I heard my father's explanation, I gained the appreciation to see and hear from another person's perspective. My newfound appreciation is to appreciate other differences. If you can learn to appreciate other cultures, other religions, other backgrounds that each of us have, not only do you benefit from multiple perspectives, you'll be able to absorb a much more rich and dynamic experience in life. And the third takeaway I got is 3D versus 2D. Now, what do I mean by 3D? I realized by being in another person's shoes or seeing from their eyes might not be enough. It's linear. And I only get to see from a few more degrees. With just two or three perspectives, it's still very linear on a singular plane. If I allow myself to expand my thinking three-dimensionally, I am giving myself the space and the imagination to see, to fully see and grasp the situation or a solution. Folks, I hope you can appreciate for my Boom Vision subscribers or if you're just a new listener tuning in for the first time. This is why I love using analogies and visuals when I explain a concept or situation. Ever since I heard a three-dot challenge and that family dinner at Sizzler's that same day, how I see and think about things profoundly changed because I strive to think and see three-dimensionally rather than two-dimensionally. Rather than standing on the outer circle looking towards the center, I do my best to remind myself, what would it look like if I was standing in the center of that sphere? And so, in terms of self-reflection, my really good friend Cherie Alexander, who I interviewed in a previous episode, really said it best when she shared with me, you can't read the label when you're inside your own jar. And it's so true. Your soul being inside your physical body is oftentimes like being inside your own jar. It can be very difficult reading your own label when you're inside your own jar. It's not impossible, but it's quite difficult. And this is why allowing yourself to have an open mind and to listen to other different perspectives from others that can provide you an unbiased, candid feedback about what they see in you can give you a richer, three-dimensional image of where you're at. It's one thing to build a habit of self-reflection so you know and feel if you're heading towards your true north. It's an entirely different thing to ask others if what they see from where they're standing, hey, do you see any blind spots that I just can't see? Folks, growth happens when you step outside your comfort zone. It can be scary as hell, but your perception that it's a giant leap of faith is just a mirage. By having an open mind and taking actions to gain new perspectives, you're giving yourself a better chance to realize it's just a jump of faith. And better yet, it's just a step of faith. But if you combine your actions 
behind your inner breakthroughs, that's what it's going to take in order to convert them into outer breakthroughs. With that said, what are the action steps you can take this week to gain more perspectives? Using the CAL method or the CAL method, C, calm. Calm yourself with whatever method works for you to quiet your wind tunnel. Breathing exercise, meditation, yoga, running. Here's the thing about calming so that you can quiet your wind tunnel. Find a way that resonates with you. For some folks, and I'm included in this bucket, if I sit still and meditate for more than 10 minutes, my tendency is I'm just going to knock out. I'm going to fall asleep. Meditation can mean different things to different people. It could be running, breathing, even crafting or painting are all forms of meditation. The key is to focus on a simple action that allows you to quiet your wind tunnel so that your thoughts are not whirling around, but rather slowing down. Your thoughts fall to the floor where you can identify and see them more clearly. A. Awareness. In that calm state, ask yourself, do I have a tendency to only see through my own eyes? With your imagination, can you visualize yourself standing in a different part of the circle? Standing in someone else's shoes. Seeing things through their eyes. Now I'd like to share a story. A person that I highly respect, Leonard Yip. He's a chief people officer at the Panda Restaurant Group. Now this is over nine years ago, but I remembered Leonard sharing this habit with the team that he practices on a regular basis. Leonard shared that when he commutes to work, he parks his car at a different spot every day. The intention why he parks at a different spot is because he's consciously making an effort to not be a creature of habit. Do you find yourself being a creature of habit and have a tendency to park in the same spot or the same area? Or like for example, when you're walking your dog, do you have a tendency to walk the same route day in and day out? I'm raising my hand right now, <laughs> okay? Because I notice that there are certain aspects of my life where I'm a creature of habit. And so what Leonard challenged us to do for at least a week straight is when you're commuting, just park in a different spot in the parking lot every day for at least seven days and just see what happens, what evolves when you break that cycle of habit. Last but not least, L, language. Ask yourself, are you asking the right questions? Rather than focusing on the what, focus on the how. Rather than focusing on the why, ask yourself, what if? Rather than either or, ask yourself, what's a third alternative? Rather than asking, I have this problem, what do I do? Ask yourself, I have this problem. What was it that I was doing to create this problem in the first place? When you ask different questions, it leads to different answers that can profoundly create different realities. And so in terms of actions you can take for this week, is just mix it up. If you're working from home and if the weather permits, take your laptop, go outside under the shade, mix up where you're working in your workstation. Instead of taking your phone calls in your office, take your phone conversations as you're walking around the block or walking outside. If you're walking a dog and you have a tendency of walking the same route, like I did, change it up, reverse the direction, 
Instead of going clockwise, go counterclockwise. Just take a different path, take a different scenery. When I started doing this, I actually have different thoughts that led to aha moments. You taking conscious effort to rewire how your mind operates, it's one step forward in reprogramming your thought patterns and your SOS, your subconscious operating system. And so final thoughts for this episode. Sometimes it is the people no one imagines anything of who do the things that no one can imagine. Benedict Cumberbatch said this as he played the character of Alan Turing in the movie, The Imitation Game. It's a fantastic movie if you haven't seen it before that I highly recommend. There's two reasons why I picked that movie quote for today's final thoughts. In The Imitation Game, Alan Turing is a genius in his own right. In a crossword puzzle that he gave to potential candidates, Alan solved it himself in eight minutes. Kara Knightley's character, Joan Clark, solved it in 5 minutes and 34 seconds, beating his own time. No matter how smart you think you are, stay humble. Be curious, not judgmental. And the second reason why I picked this movie quote, please understand and believe your potential is not defined by what others say about you. It's not limited to what others perceive of you. Your potential is entirely your own, and it's how you want to define it. The question is, do you believe in yourself? Do you believe your potential is capped by your own past circumstances? Or do you believe your potential is limitless? Because it's the people that no one imagines anything of, who do the things that no one can imagine. The first step of faith is believing in yourself. Folks, I hope you appreciate the three-dot challenge I share today. When you build and strengthen the habit of seeing and hearing different perspectives, how you approach your business, your career, and creating your life path can profoundly change. If you enjoyed today's brain teaser, please share this episode with your family, team, and friends. Can they solve the three-dot challenge in under six minutes? Do they have the ability to see from a different perspective? I'd love to hear if today's episode has an impact on you or your team. I'll repeat the Albert Einstein quote I shared in the beginning. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Don't fall in the trap of doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. You're going to drive yourself crazy. Allow yourself to believe you can change. Consciously take that different route so that you don't become a creature of habit. And allow yourself to listen to different perspectives. You've got this. Until next time, folks, be kind to yourself, be in the light, be you. Thank you so much for tuning in to my Boom Vision podcast. If you'd like to find out more about me in this podcast, head over to benjaminye.com. That's spelled B-E-N-J-A-M-I-N-Y-E-H.com. If you haven't already, click subscribe and I'll catch you next time.